This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If you guys have been listening to Ask Women for a while, you probably know my voice associated with some cynicism. Maybe some jokes you're not a fan of, or maybe you are a fan of because you've got great taste. Well, either way, I've come a long way from that cynical gal, and I'm doing amazing things helping guys get their banter and conversation skills on track, as well as making those dating profiles look not so terrible. Or dare I say good? No, dare I say great. I get them looking great. And I've been doing it long enough now that I'm seeing actual results coming in from guys that I've worked with. Like, you know, for example, engagements, things like that. I have to say, I feel pretty good about my skills, and those dudes do too. So if you want to be smooth and witty in conversation or smooth and witty in your profile, you know who to come and see, and that's me, Kristen. And I'm at kristenandchill.com. All of my stuff is up there if you guys want to hit me up and uh, get my help. So again, kristenandchill.com. Charm more than just her socks off. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we dive into you your personality, how you work, how you communicate. And we also explain the other side, how to know what kind of personality a woman has, how to communicate with her in a certain way that has her opening up to you more rather than shutting you down. And we also dive into our guest's own dating life. We have Shauna Taylor on with us. The owner of Booty Yoga is talking to us about her dating life. So. Keep listening. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Ask Women podcast. We're still going strong, so I hope you guys are too. I'm your host, Kristen Carney, of course, with Marnie Kinris. And today we have a personality and communications mentor, as well as an owner of a yoga studio called Booty Yoga, Shauna Taylor. Hey, Shauna. Hi, ladies. Happy to be here. Yay. I'm happy to have you. So you are just a, an amazing woman who, who does it all. And I met you because we are part of a group of entrepreneurial women. I don't even know how to explain what we are, but we were pulled together by a marketing group, a marketing team of individuals who just thought that all of us women would get along and support each other. And we have so far, but I just am so in awe of what you've accomplished with booty yoga. And then when we were on the phone recently, you had told me that you're also an expert, like all of these other things. So like you have like a wealth of knowledge and information to share with guys and you're also single. So I was like, oh my God, you have to come on to our show. But the one thing that I wanted to cover first with you We'll do an introduction to you and you'll explain who you are. But then I do want to dive into personality and how that plays into dating. But first, I'd love to hear about 
who you are. Okay. Well, I'm excited to be here. So Shauna Taylor, I guess I've done multiple different things. I was a senior vice president for a bank. And during that process is when I really got intrigued by the personality issues and what went on, you know, between um, customers and multi-level VPs and up to the corporate level and different things like that. And it was really intriguing to me. The biggest disconnect was communication. And so it really intrigued me and I wanted to learn more on how can I close that gap between communication, between the different departments, you know, and different things like that. So I took it upon myself and went through the process of becoming a certified behavioral consultant, which was fascinating to me. It absolutely was. And the biggest thing I learned in the beginning was that I knew absolutely nothing about myself. And so learning about myself and looking in that mirror was a little bit intimidating, but at the same time, it has been the most amazing thing. It has opened up communication in my personal life, you know, in my business life, all of that kind of stuff. And really going through that process was what I really decided that that's my passion. That's my purpose is helping people understand their different personalities, how to communicate better, how to engage in relationships, how to grow, you know, really as a, as a person. So I made that decision to get out of the corporate world, which was very hard. So a lot of stability there. So, and a lot of no unknown on the other side of that. So I made the leap and purchased four companies. The umbrella is Booty Fitness, and we have four different entities under that. And it's been exciting. It's been different. But if I didn't have the experience in the personality and the behavioral development and stuff, I don't know if I could have been as successful as I have been. So it's it's been really good. You know, I've had the opportunity to work with different corporations, you know, working with senior leadership in regards to helping them understand their communication style. You know, what are their blind spots? What do they not know about themselves that they do on a daily basis that everyone around them is very clear and knows what that is, but they can't see it themselves. So working with them to understand themselves, but also working with their teams to be able to understand each of their personality styles and be able to really work together. And we've seen increases in revenue because breaking down that communication barrier and understanding those things. You know, one example that I I love to use is when I was senior vice president, I had someone that worked for me. Great individual, very different personality. So when they would come to me with ideas, I would ask a lot of questions because that's who I am. I need to understand the why behind it. Well, in me doing that, they then thought that I hated the idea. I didn't like the idea. I was judging them. I was doing all of this. But in reality, I just needed more information. And so once we were were able to break down those different communication styles and personality styles, it really opens up what those opportunities are going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I wanted to ask a question. What were the main things that you learned about yourself that, first of all, made you want to get out of the corporate world? But what did it do for you when you learned these things about yourself? What it did in regards to relationships, I have children. So the relationships that I had with my children changed. I could actually step back, which I really hadn't done, and put myself in another person's shoes for a little bit and looking at things from a different side of view which I hadn't before. 
because the personality that I have is very compliant. So, and it's very dominant. And so sometimes it's hard for me to see other people's point of views or take the time to really listen to their point of views. So being cognizant of that, that that was something within me, I was able to really kind of set an action plan for myself and really kind of have those cues that, okay, you know, I know I'm going to have this conversation with this daughter. And I, I recognize now going through this, that she has this type of personality. I know every time I have a conversation with her, I have to start that conversation with a compliment, regardless, to set stage to really then have a true conversation about what I need to talk about with her. But it was really that self-awareness. It was that self-awareness and it was that passion that I found in that that really drove me to leave the corporate world and pursue being an entrepreneur. I love it. Well, so what about for the guys that are listening right now? How can the information that you know or that you have learned, how can that help them in their dating lives? Does it help them get along better with more people, create attraction with more women? Or does it just help them later on down the road when they're in a relationship? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Well, I think it starts in the beginning because if they don't understand who they are and how they come across to other people that's really going to have an impact on who's attracted to them and who's not. So understanding who they are, what their blind spots are. If you're meeting someone for the first time and you exchange numbers and you decide, I'm going to text you. If you're a certain type of personality versus another, your texts are going to come across and be read very differently depending on the type of personality that you are. You may think that they're going to pick up on what you're putting down, but that's not the case. So understanding who you are first is huge. And then as you learn about yourself and kind of go through this process and understand the different personalities, it's amazing now. It takes me a good 15, 20 minutes having a conversation with someone. By the end of that conversation, I know kind of 90% what type of personality that person is. Just I'm cognizant of those different attributes to each of them. So would you say that someone who has an opposite personality to someone else could be a good match still? Yeah, they could. As long as they recognize it. You have to recognize that you're going to have different personality styles. You're going to have different communication styles. And if you can learn and grow to be respectful of those, I think that opposites can have a great relationship together because you end up complimenting each other in different situations. You may have someone that's very extroverted and very outgoing and have someone that's not, but the two of them together, you're comfortable in both of those settings. It's just about the communication. So yeah, I think that it can make a huge difference, but it takes time. You have to be willing to accept some things about yourself that maybe you don't want to see about yourself. You know, we all have those blind spots. That was kind of the, the hard thing for me was realizing, you know what, I have more of a dominant personality. So I want to jump in and fix things and that kind of thing. But, but I need to listen more. <laughs> and so recognizing that has really increased the relationship. So yeah, I absolutely think you can. What's so difficult, I think, about personality stuff is that if one party is willing to see their blind spots or at least look for their blind spots and the other party isn't, that can be really frustrating because it's like, I did my part and now you just have to do yours. But if I try to get you to do yours or open up this conversation, you might be offended. So how do you like approach someone 
that maybe they're not seeing their blind spots. And if they did, they'd be so much better off. Yeah. Well, I think it's just putting it back on you. You never want to say you, 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 you know, you always want to say I, I'm feeling like this, or, you know, I've noticed when I'm in this situation, I do this. How do you think you react in that type of position? And just kind of having those conversations, but it is tough. If someone is willing to put in the time to work on themselves and they have a a partner or a, a prospect that maybe isn't quite there yet, that can be frustrating. And I guess you have to decide what is it that's going to keep you pursuing that or is it just not the right person at the right time? Right. So how many personality types are there? Like, because you said you can tell somebody's personality type, which basically means how to communicate with them and how you communicate with them based on your personality type. How many personality types are there? Because I know there's, there's tons of systems out there for looking at personality, but for the system that you studied specifically. So I looked at a couple different ones and I ended up going with the DISC assessment. And so really taking a look at, you know, you have your your D's, which are your dominant drivers. You have your I's, which are your influencers. They're more outgoing, want everyone to like them, you know, that kind of thing. You have your S's, which those are like your kind of stable, steady, do not like change type of people. And then you have, you know, your correct and compliant, which are really, they have to understand the why behind things. And they want to get on board, but they have to understand the why behind it. And so it's really interesting. The dominant and the influencers. So if you just like drew a cross and if you had your top area be, you know, your dominant and your influencers, those are really going to be more your outgoing type of personalities. And then down on the bottom, you're going to have your C and your S. And those are going to be kind of more of your introverts. They're going to be standing in the corner at the party, not necessarily want to be the life of the party like your D and I's are going to be. And so that's breaking it in half top to bottom, but you also break it in half right to left. So on the left-hand side, you have your Ds and your Cs. Those individuals are very analytical, very task-based. That's how they communicate in a task, more of a task-based type of conversation. On the other side, you have your Is and your Ss, very relationship-based. So it's a very different mindset. They're coming from a place of building that relationship, not necessarily getting that task done that you're going to see with your D's and C's. It's fascinating. I mean, it really is. And that's what I loved about getting into all of it was just learning the different dynamics between the different personalities and what they do and how they, how they communicate, but not necessarily how they communicate today, but how they can communicate tomorrow, given the knowledge that they need to do that. Yeah. Well, so how quickly could people read up on this information and then be able to assess other people? You obviously took a course, so you're certified in being able to do this. But I'm just picturing doing this on a date or doing this when you're approaching a girl so that you can see what angle you would have to go when texting or if you're meeting somebody online. Like, What would be the way to go after a conversation without her putting up some sort of red flag, but rather like saying, oh, I really like how you talk to me. First of all, is that possible to assess that quickly? And if so, how? How can people who are not certified in this system like be able to assess this? Yeah. So I spend a lot of time working with individuals. And so I will administer the assessment to them. It really takes about less than 10 minutes to do. And then I spend some time kind of reviewing it. Because like I said, it, it's going to start with them. They need to understand themselves first. So they need to understand what their personality is before they can really venture out and interact with others. But yeah, so I usually do that, spend some time, 
we come up kind of with an action plan. We identify kind of who those key people in their life currently are and taking a look at the different metrics, you know, to try to identify what type of personality that they may have based on their perception of their relationship already and stuff. So we do a lot of that. I guess if you think about it, if you're going, if you're out somewhere, you can easily identify those individuals that are more outgoing. Those are going to be the women that are going to be more talkative. They're not going to be afraid to come up to you and start that conversation or initiate that conversation. Where if you are an introvert, that might be a little overwhelming. But if not, if you're more of the outgoing type yourself, you have to be careful because at some point that could also be intimidating for a woman. A woman that's outgoing to have someone address them, you know, in that type of manner can be a little bit overwhelming too. Well, let me ask both of you a question because both of you are single. Both of you use online, I'm assuming. And we'll get more into Shauna's dating life into the second half of the show. But so let's say, because everybody is online dating right now, things are opening up. So we are definitely going to start seeing more people meeting in person again, which is wonderful. But could there be some playful way for a guy to use this in conversation to say something like, hey, you want to play a game or do you know your personality type? Like, I want to know basically, is that... I feel like Kristen wouldn't like it, but maybe you would like it. Or I I don't know. Would you like that kind of conversation to be had in the first few exchanges with a guy? If he was trying to figure out who you were and, and would that be somewhat playful for you or interesting for you to have a conversation like that with someone? Yeah. For me, it would be, you know, it's right up there with what's your love language. A person's love language identifies, you know, a lot about their personality as well. It's right up there with asking, you know, what do you like to do for fun? If it's someone, you know, that wants to go hiking and jet skiing and jump out of airplanes, I can probably tell you they're more of a DRNI personality. But if there's someone that enjoys reading and writing and different things like that, so asking those questions about as simple as what do you like to do for fun is going to give you an insight into their personality for sure. For me, the way I date, I'm a comic. And so I'm already very cynical off the bat. But normally, I assess personality just based off of how they present themselves. I can be quick to judge, which I think works against me, but also for me in certain ways. So I probably wouldn't have the conversation straight up because I think I would read into the way they present themselves if their profile is either cliche or funny. And would probably hold off just because I don't think I would ever even match with someone who would really even want to have that conversation off the bat. So I don't know if it's super relevant for me or applicable. Well, so let's say you were having a great banter conversation and some guy said to you, or even on your first date, and he said to you, okay, so I'm going to ask you four questions. If he did say it in a playful and fun way, just, or even saying like, oh, do you know your personality type? Or I'm just trying to think of some fun way to mix this in. Yeah. And my answer would be like, yeah, it's awesome. My personality type is awesome. You know, like I wouldn't really take it seriously given right. my personality. That, and that's my personality type right there. But Johnny, you're saying you would be welcome to it. I would say that a lot I would, of women would. Yeah. I would be welcome to it. It's funny. There's this guy who I'm doing some email coaching with and he was trying to ask some thought-provoking questions back to me without saying, I'm going to ask you thought-provoking questions. But he he started off with saying like, you know, what are your top three values? And I said my top three values. And then he responded back with something else, like another question that was just the same. And so like when he responded back without acknowledging the things that I had said, 
and just asked another question. It like deflated me a little bit. And then he did it again and again. So like as wonderful as these thought-provoking questions can be, if there's nothing coming from the other side, for me, that becomes extremely draining. But that initial question, I liked him more as soon as he did ask that question. I found him to be of an equal state. Like it was no longer coach and coachee. It was you were a person asking me a question. So I would think that in a dating space, I would actually really respond well to questions like that as long as it wasn't just a series of questions being asked at me, like an interview mode, but more of a back and forth conversation. But maybe that's just my personality type. Maybe other people would like something different. I guess I'm trying to find like a cute way to use this information, not only for yourself to know who you are and how you communicate, but something that that these guys could use to figure out who the woman is, how she works, and then how best to communicate with her. Can you give a little bit of guidance on how to communicate with each type of personality that you've said? So you said in the very beginning, you were more dominant and the other person was, I don't know what category they fell into. But you asking questions for them, shut them down. I'd love to hear about each personality type. Yeah. So your dominant people usually don't want to have small talk because they're very task-orientated. Let's get it done. We're going here. We're going to do this. All that kind of stuff. They don't want to small talk. You know, you're not going to sit down and chit-chat with those type of people. You're just going to get down and get it done. I mean, that's really who they are. Your influencers, which are also outgoing, that was the instance I used with my daughter. I have to compliment her because they want to be included in everything. They really want to be the life of the party. They want that relationship-based interaction with those people. So really with them, like I said, it's, it's having a compliment. It's slowing down a little bit. It's making them feel inclusive and involved in everything. That's really what kind of feeds them. Your S, which is like your steady and stable. Remember, these individuals don't necessarily like change. Change is very difficult for them. That's my husband. So it's going to be a very slow process. You can't come in and say, we're going to go do this, this, this now, because that's going to put them on edge. That's going to put a wall up immediately and they're going to push back. They're not going to know what to do. These are the people that really want to make everybody happy. But at the same time, it's got to be through a process. They have to understand it. They have to take baby steps. You can't rush them or that's going to turn them off immediately. And then you have your your C people, which are very task-based. They're very analytical. When you're having conversations with them, ask them questions. They want you to ask them questions. They're going to ask you questions. It may feel a little bit, if you're a different type of personality, like you're being interrogated, but that's just, they have to understand the why behind it. So they have to understand that. So if you have someone that's a C personality, ask them questions. There's usually one or two things that they're experts at that they love to talk about. And so they'll start talking and different things like that. But yeah, I mean, it's just fascinating because, and realistically in the dating world, I mean, the first conversation that you have, you know, the first two sentences, you're either going to attract someone or you're going to put them off. And so it is really hard to understand how to do that and in what manner to do that. I think that you can pick up on body language. You can see how people are reacting. Some people, you know, they're going to be really closed off. We talk about body language and, you know, having your arms crossed and kind of keeping it tight to yourself and that kind of stuff. Those people aren't necessarily comfortable being approached. So you're going to have to approach them in that kind of cautious manner more so. 
where your others, you know, that you're going to see them and they're going to have their hands flying all over as they talk and just different things like that. They have a bigger personality because they're more outgoing. So paying attention to some of those small, subtle cues in regards to that too, is going to tell you a lot about a person's personality. Right. Well, so that's interesting because you can kind of like narrow it down pretty quickly, just looking at the exterior things and just like the way that they handle themselves with other people. Let's reverse it back onto the guy and dating. So if let's say a guy is an S or anything, should he announce that? To women, are there certain ways to sort of... Like I always talk about announcing the elephant, right? And not, not that anything is a bad thing. But for example, where you said, you know, I ask a lot of questions, right? Is there a way to say, like, I get who I am. This may not resonate with you, but I want to let you know that I ask a lot of questions because I'm interested. Like, how do guys present this information even right off the bat so that the person on the other end isn't internalizing it? A certain way if they are a different communication style. Yeah. So I can use myself as an example because yeah. I'm one of the people that wants, I ask a lot of questions. And so in some of the interactions I've had, I've been very upfront. I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. That's just my communication style. I'm not for everybody. Some people don't necessarily like that. And so I'm very upfront about that. And then it's been, you know, well received. They're like, yeah, ask me whatever you want. But yeah, I've I've absolutely positioned that because I want them to understand why I'm doing it, you know. So yeah. Well, what about what about from a man coming to a woman? I feel like it's it's taken in a lot better when a woman says it. What would be a way for men to present this information to women that they're dating that can be in a a, a playful and fun way? So if you were on a date and you were with a guy who was an what was the fourth one again? So D I S and a C. Mm-hmm. And a C. Yeah. So, he, and he was a C. Yeah. How would he own his C ness uh-huh. when you're dominant, a little bit more dominant? Like, how does he own it and also use it as an attraction tool? Like, that, I don't know if, if it's a turn off or a turn on for you. It doesn't even really matter. But how does he play around with the fact that that's who he is and still kind of announce it to you or to a woman early on in a way that doesn't turn a woman off? Right, right. Well, I think you make it, a, as a man, you make it about the woman. You make it about, I'm going to ask you some questions, you know, because I want to make sure, you know, that our second date is perfect. I want to plan. I want this. I want that. It has to make it about them, about what you as a man are going to do for the woman. And how you do that is by asking more questions, by asking, what is your favorite color? What do you like to do in your free time? You know, what do you do that? But yeah, I mean, Position it so you're, it's about the woman. Then it doesn't feel intrusive. Then it doesn't feel that you're being invasive in any way because it, it feels more nourishing. Like, oh, okay. He's genuinely interested because he wants to know more about me. So I think that, that that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hear what Kristen has to say. I'm sure there's like some bantery way to say like, I'm not this, but I'm just... Is there some fun, playful way that you would suggest to say something like that? Okay. So something like, I'm not interrogating you, that kind of thing? Yeah. You just say, I'm not a cop. I'm not a detective. I left my badge at home. But if you want me to break out the light, I can shine it in your face. Like, in, in really good intense. Something that's simple. Yeah. Something that's really playful. Like, just really, really owning it. All right. I want to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk to Shauna about her dating life in quarantine. And even before quarantine and post-quarantine. So we'll be back in a second. 
there is no shortage of action going on with our exclusive partner, betonline.ag. NASCAR is back, and BetOnline has hundreds of games, events, and sports to still get in on. You can bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC, or even participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And coming up next Sunday, BetOnline has ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges joining them to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they are all calling the final dance. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. Bet online, your online wagering solution. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As you know by now, I'm finally doing something about my weight and my health by starting Awaken 180 Weight Loss. I've already dropped about 18 pounds, and I'm not the only one. Kendrick Perkins is down about 30 pounds, and we're just two of 11,000 who found the solution for weight loss. No gym, no medication, no tricks, or gimmicks. Awaken 180, a combination of science, nutrition, and expert one-on-one coach. If you have weight to lose, I recommend you call Paige and her team. You'll lose weight starting the first week and each and every week until you get to your ideal weight. Awaken 180, six locations, but during this lockdown, they're starting clients virtually. The same program from the comforts of your home. Simply log in to awaken180weightloss.com. Fill out the form online and start your weight loss transformation. Awaken 180 Weight Loss, the official weight loss program for the Boston Red Sox. All right, we are back. Shauna, I want to hear about your dating life because I know that when you did start a new business, you also started a new life as a single woman, a single mother. And I'd love to hear about dating for you post-divorce and then also in quarantine, what you're doing, like how you're dating, if you're dating. Yeah, so found myself single. But wasn't necessarily expecting that, but it was a transition and being a new business owner at the same time, I really kind of dug in and focused on that. I think I really, I needed me time at first. Like I talk about, you have to be content and happy with who you are. You have to understand yourself. I feel before you can go and enter in a relationship with anybody else, you owe that to yourself, but you owe that to the potential person that you might enter into a relationship with too. I really feel strongly about that. So it took me a while to get there. And then I felt good about it. And then I found myself, you know, in in a new town where I didn't know anybody. And what do you do? 
I thought about the online dating for a long time. It wasn't necessarily me because it was foreign. It just wasn't something I'd done and uh, wasn't comfortable with it. My sister talked me into it. So right before quarantine, I kind of entered into the online dating. It's been exhausting. (laughs) Preach it, sister. It is. (laughs) Yeah. But can you tell me what's exhausting about it? Is it exhausting because you're not finding men that you like? Or is it exhausting because men don't take action? What are the reasons? Yeah, I think I think a little bit of both. So I think I'm having gone through this process of really understanding me and knowing what what I want and what I need and really what I can offer in a relationship going forward. So I'm very, I guess, picky. I'm feeling like, okay, this is my life going forward. I'm not going to settle. And so it's been exhausting in regards to you'll meet someone, you'll have a couple conversations, and then sometimes you just don't ever hear from them again. And you're like, oh, okay. But then other times it's like, I don't enjoy getting nude pictures of men. That's not right. That intrigues me. You don't like hairy balls? What do you mean? I love penises then to me. Yeah. Gosh. And then, and then I'm like, I, I can tell you since I started online dating, I've gotten more unsolicited dick pics than I have in my entire life. It's a turnoff. I mean, we some people I've been talking for a couple of days, you know, or talking to someone for a week and then spontaneously I get this. I'm like, that's a turnoff to me. Oh, really? So it's not just like first message sent to you. It's like we're having oh. a great conversation and them assuming, yeah, yeah you want to see yeah. my penis. Right. Interesting. And I usually <laughs> respond back and say, you know, I'm glad that you're Thank so you. proud of that, that you wanted to share, but no. <laughs> and so to me, that's a turnoff. Are you talking about sexual things with these guys beforehand that it would make them think, oh, yeah, I should send this to her. This is what she's alluding to. No. No. Well, I don't think that I am. I'm talking about what I did last weekend, you know, or (laughs) what I want to do. I'm showing you what he did last weekend. So I don't know. (laughs) So so that has been a big turnoff. But I've met a couple very nice people. I can't say that I've made a love connection, but I've met some nice men that I would consider friends. They've shared stories about themselves and different things. And I met one gentleman that was a cancer survivor, you know, and so being able to have conversations with him. And so, so I think that you can build friendships, not necessarily. Because that's why guys are on there. They want to build really long. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you know what I would really like, because I don't want a texting pen pal. I don't, I don't want to text for weeks and hear what you had for dinner last night, you know, or what you did at work that day. I want to meet you because in person, I can tell you right away if we're going to have a connection or not. I want to meet you and have a conversation. So let's just do it. Let's meet. So how quickly are you open to being asked out? Like, do you need to have one conversation? Can he ask you out right away and just say like, I think you're gorgeous. I think we should go meet in person. Like, and let's just see how this is in person. How much time does it take for you? Or what does it take for you to meet in person? Yeah, I actually appreciate that. If someone reaches out and we like match or whatever it is, and he says, hey, you know, let's go grab a drink. Great, let's go tomorrow. You, so you would go out with somebody right away without ever even having like a chat online, like without an exchange back and forth from him just saying like, yeah, let's go for a drink. Like you, obviously you would have to be attracted to him as well with what you see. Yeah. I mean, it would have to be something where I was attracted to him. We somehow ended up connecting, you know, online. Quick question question for you with the timing. So how long have you tried online dating for? I think it's been about three months now. Okay. 
So once you get to the, you know, year mark, the two year mark, the three, you want to kill yourself, Mark. (laughs) I do think your ability to say yes quickly will go down because I think what happens to women and to men, but is it happened to me and it's happened to so many people that I know, you get excited when you're first online dating. It's a few months and it's like the world is at your fingertips. There's all these guys available. And then you go out with one or two of them and you're like, that was a fucking waste of time. (laughs) holy shit and so then i think the discerning part kicks in later down the road so i think guys i think it can be confusing for guys because some of them think they should ask right away and then that scares women away but then there's women like you who say i don't want to be pen pals Mm -hmm. and so then they don't ask quick enough and then they lose you so i think actually what would be smart maybe for men talking to women online would be to ask how long have you been online dating for oh that is smart yeah i need to know how to assess you and treat this because you could be over it or you could be a fresh chickling and excited. So if if you can do it in a way where maybe you can be a little undercover the way you slip it into ask, then you would know if someone's newer, they're probably open to going out sooner. And then if someone isn't newer... Yeah, that's mm-hmm. smart. I'm a genius, really. Yeah. yeah, then you take three years to, to stay mm-hmm. online and chit chat. Yeah. Well, so let me ask you a question. So obviously quarantine is happening, was happening, depending on when this... I don't even... Well, quarantine could still be happening for a very long time. But how have you been using it during quarantine? Because obviously you said you, you want to meet in person. So because meet in person wasn't existing, did you mean you would be open to virtual dating or video chatting? Like you just wanted to move off of the platform? How have you been using it recently? Yeah. So I have been moved off the platform with a couple individuals, did some FaceTiming that kind of thing. Some virtual kind of coffee dates in the morning where we're both having coffee and kind of talking. And and how were the dates? Good. Good. Yeah. So far. I mean, you know, a couple of them. <laughs> Her voice went up. So no. <laughs> okay. So did you like any of the guys that you've gone on a virtual coffee date? I just I found that connection. I think as a woman and an older woman, I'm cynical about some things, but for whatever reason... I still want that fairy tale ending. I do. I get that. Well, so what does that mean? What does that mean you want that fairy tale ending? I want to partner this with my best friend. I want to find that. I want to find where it's it's me and them against the world. I'm very driven in what I do, so it's important for me that I find somebody that is also passionate about what they do because I'm going to push them every single day to be the best them. And I want that from them. I want that reciprocated. So, well, this is interesting because that that is part of your personality, right? Yeah, it's back, going back knowing. Yeah. So, could guys see that easily from your profile that that's the kind of woman that you are? Like, so it's funny because we had Kevin on last week on our podcast who was talking about like owning who you are, not shifting your personality in any way based on people's feedback because you got to just like really just own who you are. And it's sort of on them if they're not. If you're living your best self in your best way, if they don't like, which is a very true statement, if they don't like it, then they don't have to have it. But there is some room for adjustment. So if a guy sees that you're very dominant or that a career is important to you, in order to have that fairy tale moment with you, would he just talk about work and talk about his passions? Like, I'm trying to figure out, I guess it involves a guy shifting who he would be. Why are those things not being sparked for you in the conversations? that 
you're having with these guys? Because these are big asks that you're having. But I know that you know you'll feel it right away when you do meet somebody who is that kind of guy. Like, are you not picking guys properly online to go on coffee dates with? Yeah, that's a great question, Marty. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, love I have a podcast. <laughs> I just... <laughs> That's a great takeaway for me. I need to go back and I need to look at my profile and I need to make sure that I am communicating in that profile specifically what I am looking for and what I do want and that kind of stuff. I think that that's a great takeaway. You just gave me homework. Thank you. Oh, there you go. Perfect. But I, I think that that's so interesting. I think that like a lot of people either present themselves a certain way online or they're not paying attention to the people that they're seeing online and who they are at the base. But I think for you, it's like wonderful because you do know all these personality types. You can see it. But it is interesting that you haven't been wowed by anybody. Yeah, I just, I haven't. And like I said, it's been during quarantine. So it's been virtual coffee dates. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to maybe getting out there because I think there's something to be said by meeting someone in person, being close to their, oh, for sure. their presence, you know, close to you and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and so I am a strong personality, but I'm still a romantic. I still want that. I want to come home and have someone be happy to see me. I want to know someone's thinking about me during the day. I'm literally never going to find this person now, my morning. <laughs> I'm like, wow, those, are, those are very easy things. You, yeah. That's not asking too those much. Those are very simple yeah. things. That's not asking a lot. That was like, I remember my friend Jetty, she was like with this loser boyfriend for so long. And then she's, I think I mentioned this before, but she started dating and she would just be so impressed with like guys who have a job and who have their a car. Like she, she had just been like so disappointed before with the guy that she was dating where she's like, and he, he was nice to me. And he, he called me when he said he was going to call. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I, are these weird things that I'm wanting or is this too much to ask? And for some people, you know, it is too much to ask because they're not going to give that to you. But no, those are amazing things to expect and want out of a partner in life. Yeah. Is that I've, who I am as a person, I've always fixed things and I've always taken care of everybody else. So it's always been about me. At the end of the day, everybody knew everything was going to be fine because I was going to take care of it. And so I guess one of the biggest things that I'm looking for, and that's why it depends on a little bit, and I've been a little bit picky seeing where men are in their kind of life cycle in regards to dating and kids and different things like that, because I'm at one point and I, I really need someone to be in that same kind of point that I am in life. But I really, what I realized at the end of the day is I just want to be someone's priority. I never have been. And that's what I want. Aww. I'm sorry. Well, you will be because you're wonderful. You're absolutely wonderful. One more question before we end our show. Do you take online dating seriously during quarantine? Like, are you as... I don't even know what the word is. not eager, but like same same with you, Kristen. I don't know if you're, you're back on the bandwagon with this, but is it something to pass time right now? Or is it something that you're looking at as a still potential for meeting somebody? Yeah, for me, it's definitely still looking potential to meet someone because I'm so busy in my everyday job and running a multi-million dollar company that I don't have a lot of extra time. So yeah, but I mean, I would make myself do it because otherwise it would go by the wayside and I wouldn't do it. But I, I knew that it was important. But I am excited. You know, things here have opened up. So hopefully going to go on some real live dates here <laughs> soon. See how that goes. So, okay. What about you, Kristen? 
Well, my heart's not in it. So I've stayed away. And then a couple of weeks ago for some research, made a profile again and did some swiping through. And it's just like every guy just doesn't excite me. And I think it's partly (laughs) them to blame, but it's also me because I just am not feeling it. And so my priority isn't there. One guy kind of excited me. And then we exchanged like one line a day for like two weeks. And it was like, ah, excruciatingly slow. And so finally, I just closed my profile. So... Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I left it there for just... Or I closed it off actually to him. And then I restarted it just for like research purposes. Because I was looking at what guys were putting for answers to the prompts and stuff. But I think a lot of people use online dating as a way to pass time. And I'm guilty of it. And I think it's really damaged. In general. In in general. In general, right. But I think it's really damaged online dating and it's given it a bad image because there are people that really are in it and their hearts in it and they're really looking. And then you have assholes like me who are just like, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then they get more worn out because there's people like me. And so I do feel guilty. And I wish that we could weed out the people somehow that are just doing it for their ego or for boredom. Yeah, there should be a box. Really serious? Just browsing? Like something like that is... Puts you in a certain category. That's a level of seriousness. See? Tinder, take my idea. Yes, thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to our show, Shauna. Why don't you tell people how to get in touch with you? how to do a personality testing with you if they do want to and how to get their booty going with some booty yoga. Yes, yes. Well, thanks again for having me. This has been an amazing time. I love it. They can reach me at Shauna, S-H-A-W-N-A-L-E-E, Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R.com. Oh, perfect. Love to help some of these individuals out. I think that's awesome. And then tell them a little bit about booty yoga as well, because this is not just for women, it's for men too, right? It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I was going to say, Marnie, is who knows? Maybe one of these individuals that works out, maybe they're my French charming. You never know. See? There you go. Well, now, now they know the path <laughs> of how to get you. And Kristen, tell people how they can spark your interest again in online dating. No, no. Um, tell people how they can get your you help. Venmo me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Venmo me $1,000. Kristen McCartney won. Yeah. But how they can get help with their profiles. Yeah. Or if you want to just Venmo me money so I can help you with your profiles or with your banter, you can hit me up at kristenandchill.com. And every once in a great while, a dude that hits me up in my DMs on Instagram, I kind of help out for free. Just say, you know, give them a little advice. So if you want to follow me on Instagram and hit me up with a question or two, you might get some free advice. Oh, I love it. And you can go to my Instagram as well, which I never talk about, which is at wing girl method. Yeah. And I'm at Chris Kern. Oh, perfect. All right. Well, this was wonderful. I'm really happy that we had this call today and did this podcast. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Do not go and download each individual episode of our show. Please go and subscribe. It's just silly. It's a waste of time. Time you could be spending on meeting amazing women like Shauna. (laughs) We will see you guys next week. 